Hey there, humans. Welcome to Sinister Soup, the podcast where we discuss genre fiction through the lens of film, literature, ridiculous conversation, and tasty beer. Tasty beer. I am one of your hosts, Clay Vermolum. And I am your other host, Travis Vermolum. And we are excited today because we're in the same room. We're in the same room. Same room. Same room. We're doing an in-person recording right now because we're back home in Montana having a family get together. Yeah, but the work never stops. The work never stops. The hustle never halts. Listen to the dedicated people that are us. Do you hear how (laughs) dedicated we are up in here? So dedicated. You can probably hear from the sound quality. Yeah, this setup is not ghetto at all. Yeah, not (laughs) promise. This is a very professional studio that we're in. It's definitely not like a bunch of truck bed mat (laughs) slammed into the wall and wedged up there. Nah. With a door. Anyway. (laughs) Speaking of quality content and recording and cultural things, we'll just jump right into our first segment, which is bring some culture. Hell yeah. What culture you got this week, bro? I got Vision 7 Apparel, which is my cousin Rose. Uh, It's her startup clothing brand. Um, Now, her sisters and uh, that whole part of our family does a lot of charity work overseas um specifically in a bunch of uh refugee camps um our cousin dara especially is over there a lot working in syria greece greece jordan uh, and she helps out with the camps with education especially they have a specific bent towards educating children of those war-torn regions and in those refugee camps where resources are hard to come by in all forms so Vision 7 Apparel is their new clothing brand. They uh, they have a limited stock right now, sweatshirts and t-shirts. Mm-hmm. But a, a good portion of all the proceeds from any purchase of Vision 7 Apparel goes to supporting education in those war-torn regions of the world and the refugee camps in Jordan, uh, Greece, Syria. Sure. So if you would like to buy some cool swag help out one of our cousins because she's super awesome rose you're doing awesome stuff thank you for your contribution to the world you do a lot more than i do (laughs) to help people um i just help people be a little less bored and i admire you for that so yeah if you'd like to support our family if you'd like to support uh children in need of educational resources and you'd like to get some cool uh gear to wear around definitely go check out vision seven apparel yeah, they're on uh, Etsy and Instagram, Vision 7 Apparel, and their swag is definitely, it's very, like, minimalist. I think it's really cool, just kind of plain black and white, but really cool designs. They have a good quote on the front. Yeah, go check it out. My culture of the week is not in the charity vein, but is also more in the vein of what we do, of trying to keep people less bored. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm promoting the store Rook's Game Store in Bozeman, Montana. hey uh, we went there, what was it, winter, December? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. December sometime, and got a bunch of board games, and their selection was awesome. They were actually the first store I'd seen in a while that had, or like, a copy of um, Vampire the Masquerade, which is, for some reason, really hard to book to find some, hard to find. some places. Um, but I really like what they do with Magic the Gathering. Um, they have their employees actually compile these boxes um, that are called Instant Collections. And they shuffle through all the cards that they get from uh, stock buying and um, make you like an instant collection that has several mythic rare cards that they find and a bunch of other stuff. 
and it even comes with a couple like random packs that they just throw in there. I got some really good stuff last time I bought one. They're only 20 bucks and they're hand-picked and compiled by the employees at Rooks and I think that's just a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. So if you're a Magic the Gathering fan or a board game nerd or D&D or any of it, Rooks is one of the coolest stores I've ever been to in the state. Sweet. Yeah, if you also happen to be in Montana. Yeah. Or visiting, which I know a lot of people are doing these days, so. Right. Check out Rooks. You should, will you get me one of those boxes for my birthday? No. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you're under the assumption that I get you birthday gifts. You do. Yeah. I usually. talk tough, but I'll probably get him one. It's what I want, you viewers. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm asking for a Rooks collector's box for Rooks my birthday. collector's box. And if I don't get it, I'm going to be hella salty. Boom. Boom. All right, that's our Bring Some Culture segment. Vision 7 Apparel. A uh, good portion of your proceeds go to helping educate children in war-torn regions of the world. And Rooks Gaming, which makes awesome magic the gathering collectors boxes that travis is going to get me for my birthday yep and has a great selection of board games in the southern montana area mm -hmm. which is awesome because it wasn't that long ago it was really hard to find good board games in montana so yeah and it still is at a lot of places so it's mm -hmm. good to know you could at least drop to bozeman and find some good stuff so we're gonna hop into our second segment which is forced entrollment oh. hey oh it's where we roll a dice, the high roll gets to defend the Booker movie that we're reviewing today, and the low roll attacks the Booker movie that we're reviewing today, regardless of our actual opinions on the matter. Today we are doing a movie, and that movie is... Reign of Fire. Hey. The early 2000s. Is it a classic? Is it a trashic? <laughs> hey, I'm not um, sure. About um, Gerard Butler, Christian Bale, and Matthew McConaughey. Star-studded. Fighting dragons in modern day. Not medieval times. Modern day. Yeah, these are modern day post-apocalypse dragons. Yeah. So let's... They came up from the underbelly of London and burned the world. And now there's a ragtag group of rebels that are trying to take them down once and for all. Yeah, we often have to go into a long summary but honestly, that's it. That's what Rain of Fire is about. <laughs> I think maybe it could be known that Matthew McConaughey is an American Marine. Mm -hmm. He's like a dragon hunter, and Gerard Butler and Christian Bale are like uh, English refugees yeah. who are like, you know, living in this community that survived the dragons. Again, it's very post apocalyptic, except the apocalypse was caused by dragons, not zombies or something. Indeed. 19. 19. Well, that'll be you first. All right, I got a 19, so that'll be me first. Um, Reign of Fire. What to say about Reign of Fire to defend it? You know, I don't really think I have to go very far beyond just the synopsis of it. Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale, and Gerard Butler in modern day with a tank and helicopters fighting dragons. <laughs> like, what... What else do you need? Like, I don't know. What do I have to defend this movie? Just go watch that. Like, that's the bit. Somebody was a genius, but I will talk about some of the merits. First, for how early this movie is made, some of the computer graphics are amazing. Like, better than some stuff you see today. Um, I've watched some behind-the-scenes footage on how they made, like, the dragons so realistic, down to the fact that they use real fire. Like, they had a 
crane that was wrapped in a green sleeve and had a bunch of flamethrowers on the end of it. So you get that actual intense like heat look from the fire. It's not this computer graphic generated fire that you know you can always kind of tell is fake. Um, beyond that, like it has good acting, really, really good acting. I mean, you have a star-studded cast there: Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale, both Oscar winners. Gerard Butler, you know, he plays one character well and luckily that is the character that is in this movie <laughs> like the funny comic relief scottish guy and it all just kind of works it's a fun it's a blockbuster popcorn fun flick it's not you're not going to rain a fire because you want to see the next like a24 masterpiece you're going to rain a fire because it's a well-made decent action film that actually keeps you entertained without being laughable and that really is I think the biggest merit of it is there's a lot of poppy crappy popcorn movies now that even I like admit that I love but I know they suck but it's not one of those like it isn't great it isn't grand it isn't a masterpiece but it's fun it's entertaining it keeps you in involved and it's got a star-studded cast and good graphics is your strategy here to like take all my points and <laughs> like thinly veil them as compliments to the movie? No. <laughs> it's it's definitely not a great movie. Um, that would have been one of my first points, uh, but that was already said by the defense of the movie. So I didn't say it wasn't a great movie. I said it wasn't a masterpiece. It wasn't an A24. I think it's a good movie. I think you just said it wasn't great. It wasn't grand. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. any, anyway, 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 the movie, you know, it has a fantastic, really fun premise. I really wanted to like this movie uh, with all my heart. I did. But man, I just couldn't do it. You know, the there's just so many plot holes. First of all, the way they hunt dragons, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you how they hunt dragons. These professional dragon hunters who have a tank, <laughs> by the way, the way they choose to hunt dragons, despite the fact that they have a freaking tank, is they take a helicopter and they go up in the sky and they jump out of the helicopter and then they try to shoot nets at the dragon. Now this is a dragon that can breathe fire, uh, fly, like a dragon <laughs> and they are in like wingsuits so they can really only go down fast or down slow uh, so they're just like they put themselves in a situation where they're sitting ducks and they th when they show up they're like oh we're the archangels and we you know what our average lifespan is it's eight seconds <laughs> and i'm like well maybe that's why there's five of you left because this is the post-apocalypse can we really afford to be putting people in roles where they have a five second lifespan <laughs> or should we maybe try to like preserve our gene pool so that the dragons don't burn the rest of the world to ash that's just one part uh -huh. okay mm -hmm. then, may, I, may i interrupt for a second okay what let's not pretend that you and i did not pretend to be the helicopter <laughs> pilots jumping out of the with the bullet themes whenever we went down a water slide of course we did. I, mean, of course we did. I get why the archangels exist. It's cool. Yeah, it's great at selling toys, but it's a pretty stupid way to fight dragons. Okay, right, if we're right. talking about the merits of a plot, onward, right? Onward. Besides, isn't the whole idea to like protect humans? But again, five second lifespan is okay, just not doing okay, it for me, yeah. bro. Also, 
I don't know. The the whole idea that there's only one male dragon, and once you kill the male, the one single male dragon, the entire species is dead. Spoiler alert. If you kill the male <laughs> dragon, the entire species is dead. That's the whole plot of the movie. There's only one male dragon in the whole universe, and they're here to kill it. Um, and it happens to be like the size of like 20 female dragons. I, I don't know. I feel like the movie is just, that's a little deus ex machina to me. Mm. You know, which always kind of annoys me. It's it's just like MacGuffins. It's like you set up all this cool stuff. You set up all this, the whole world was destroyed by these creatures. But then all it takes to kill them is Matthew McConaughey with a battle axe. And you're like, uh, how come they didn't just do it with nukes then? <laughs> if dragons are burning the entire world, nuke London, bro. Like maybe you just got to nuke London if it's getting burnt to ash anyway because they went to london and i'll tell you how many people were there none all right you did not listen to the opening newspaper clippings then they did nuke london the dragons feed off ash it just helped them remember but you should be able to kill a dragon with a nuke no it's the plot that's what i'm that's... talking about it's a plot hole it's a plot hole. how is it they explain it they put it in there it's a hook it's like we it tried to nuke them it doesn't they just liked it it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense if the dragons can be killed with like an arrow with an explosive tip an explosive tip <laughs> arrow it's an explosion in the gullet though it was different dude it's just not how nuclear power works. <laughs> if you nuke something, it's gonna be gone. If it's a biological creature, yeah, it's fair. gone. That's just that's just the way. There's just science about that, that mm -hmm. and it doesn't make any sense because they. It, I agree. If at the end they were like Silver Arrow that killed the dragon, <laughs> Silver was the Deus Ex Machina. I'd be yeah. like, you know what? That's back to some fantasy roots. Yeah. Why the hell not? But it was explosions. Mm -hmm. So it counts the whole, like, that was their whole premise at the beginning was that explosions didn't work. And then they're like, but this, this, this explosion, explosion works good, work. though. <laughs> and it's just like an arrow with an explosive tip. I think this is our classic argument we've had on a couple movies now. Mainly, I'm thinking of King Kong versus Godzilla. You just, it's not a movie you really need to pay attention to that super in-depth science-y plot on. It's a popcorn blockbuster, and it's good for that, and it's really good for that. Because I think a lot of popcorn blockbusters, I'll include Godzilla vs. King Kong, have moments where I'm just, like, tuned out. And I'm like, okay, I don't care. Take me to the giant monkey and the giant lizard. I want to see more of that. Reign of Fire, I never tuned out. I was like, oh, sweet. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with this world. But I like the world building. I like the characters. I like how it's coming together. I like the drastic American military stereotypes. <laughs> yes. Matthew McConaughey playing Colonel Van Zan from Matthew McConaughey plays America. He plays in this movie. Yeah, um, British is he plays England's view of America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when like English soldiers went home from the Revolutionary War and told their children what they fought in the colonies, this is what the children had nightmares about. Yep. Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey with in a axe. tank with a battle axe. <laughs> She'd be like, I'm a dragon slayer from Texas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just think that's, that's the point of the movie. It's When I was a kid, I thought it was so good. 
Yeah. And then I grew up and I rewatched it and I was like, oh, this isn't like a masterpiece, but it's goofy, it's fun, it's action-packed. I love the cast. I have to disagree with you, though, because of this. I do not think it's like King Kong vs. Godzilla really at all. Because here's the problem. King Kong vs. Godzilla didn't even, like, try <laughs> with the script. Fair. And they didn't, like, get a bunch of, honestly, like, a big star actors. No. Like, they had... You know, named Scar actors, yeah. but they didn't have like three A-listers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that—that's a star-studded cast, man. That's like any uh, Marvel movie would be stoked to have those three in it. You know, like Marvel-level movie. Yeah. But and they had a good script. They did try. They had a good script. They had good lines. Like they had dialogue and character development, and they ruined it. Because their script's problems was the world building plot holes. Beer of the week. Beer of the week. What you drinking? I'm drinking a snowslip stout from Kalispell Brewing Company. And I'm drinking a polka bear from Kalispell Brewing Company because we're in Kalispell. We're in Kalispell. And this is a pale ale. Let's see how it goes. Mine's a stout. Yeah. Want to test? For sure. We hey, can we're test. We're in person. It's not. For our listeners, I don't know if we've ever explained. We live on opposite coasts when we, we record this, so this is actually a pretty big deal. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I hope we can do this more yes. in the future. But yes, right now, it's a nice nice change. I'm just a little happy for my taste. I thought it wasn't an IPA because it's a German pale ale, but it turns out I don't know the difference. Well, you know, German pale ale. I thought that was like yeah. a... I didn't think that'd be super hoppy either. But it's it not is. super hoppy, but, you know, do you want to try it? No. Cup. <laughs> yep. Mine tastes like, um, you know, like a stout, like coffee. Sweet. Pretty dark. Is kind it of good? thick. It is good, but it's also, I'm realizing, not a summer beer. Yeah. I'm, like, very hot right summer now, at and one I just don't want it. <laughs> like, I'll drink it, but. Makes sense. It's great, great winter beer. If you're cold. You need a good old taste of coffee with your beer next to a warm fire in the winter. Definitely have one of these. But mm-hmm. and if you like hops, this polka bear—it's <laughs> got them in it. If you like hops, yeah. All Which, right, onward. Defender or no? Sorry, attacker. Attacker first. What do you actually think? I mean, I pretty much told the truth on this one. I I love Rain of Fire. It's really fun. I, I lie. The only place I lied is where I said I couldn't bring myself to like it. I definitely can bring myself <laughs> to like it. It's pretty easy. Um, it's a very fun movie. Mm-hmm. I really do think they had a really good script and really good performances. I will. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I was definitely wrong. Uh, I definitely like backpedaled on that too much. In reality, I think they had potential for it to be more than just a popcorn blockbuster that it turned into it could have been something better but it wasn't no it's it's a block popcorn movie for sure but i mean it's a blast it's a really fun movie um you were right about the cgi for its time the cgi was awesome it was like jurassic park uh where just it had no business having cgi that good um for its time period it's better than some i'm honestly i miss the days where CGI was supplemented by some practical effect. Oh, it has to and be it, mixed. That's every every like CGI show I've watched on YouTube. They all say that like CGI works the best 
when it is mixed with practical effects. Right, and I think that's a big problem in, like, specifically a lot of, like, superhero movies. Yeah, and the There's not a mix, and you can just tell that Mm -hmm. everything's fake. It's just like like a ride ride or something is the same way, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you've gone to Universal or something. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the rides there now have been replaced by those, like, that are just like a little pod, and they lift up, and they shake around. Yeah, like the Harry Potter world. Well, no, the Harry Potter one. They have the the camera one. There's that one, but there's another one that is actually a roller coaster on a track. It starts in a camera, but then it takes you out on a roller coaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, that, to me, was the best ride, because it was a mixture of, like, the real thrill and Mm -hmm. the, you know, automated thrill that you get from, from, like, the graphics. And I think Rain of Fire did that same thing, where it's like, it's a good balance of practical and CGI that, it is. that it, it's very realistic. Like you said, you could tell when it's real fire. Yeah. And it was like, because I remember thinking, like, that's really good looking fire like, <laughs> for this is. time period. <laughs> that's like really good looking fire. And then you told me that and I was like, oh, it is, it is fire. fire. That's why it looks so good. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, you can tell that also... It's cool, too, when you kind of get to know those little, like, ins and outs of the film industry that, like, you can tell when a a setting's been chosen for a specific reason. And I think that's, besides just, like, the director being from there, I think he chose that area of England because it was so dark and so drab and gray. Oh, it's perfect. It's so perfect because, like, Mm -hmm. he didn't have to have these brightly illuminated dragons. It's like, no, it makes sense that this dragon is, like, shrouded in fog because that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, when you go... Reign of Fire is a good testament of, like, when you go into filmmaking of you want to, like, build a script for your concept and your scene, you got to think about that kind of stuff of, like, okay, I have a really cool idea, but how the hell am I going to film it? Yeah, right. Maybe I want it to be set in France or Spain. Maybe I want it to be on the coast of Spain, but can I make it on the coast of Spain? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> like, it it kind of ended up a summer blockbuster. And I will say, uh, those three, I am surprised it didn't make more money than it did. Because they were yeah. like, they were rising stars. And it had a good concept. Good concept. They were rising stars. They weren't like huge it's... yet, but that was yeah. like right when Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey were hitting the map. And people were talking about them. And they did good. And the movie's well put together. Like, mm-hmm. uh, again, like I, I wasn't lying about the plot holes kind of bugged me. Um, but that's just me coming in at, at as from a writer standpoint mm-hmm. and I can't help but be like, well, if this explosive tipped arrow killed them, why didn't the nukes work? And that has always annoyed me, I but th- it's yeah. more fun. I think the, that's all there is. the script has always reminded me of like a D and D game that's run completely by the rule of cool. Like there's no real mechanics. The rule They're of cool, just like, 100%. they were just in the writing room, like. That explains the Archangels. Why would Matthew McConaughey <laughs> jump off a tower with an axe to try and... He knows that won't work. They're like, who cares? It looks cool. <laughs> he's going to do he, it. Yeah, he's, he's distracting the dragon. Yeah. It's like, well, he can't, like, play a record. <laughs> yeah, he can't just make some noise and no, run no, away. No, no, no. That's not Van Zandt's he's style. He's got to jump Van off Zandt the tower. Van is going to jump off the tower and hit the dragon with his axe. <laughs> yeah, it was just... That's what it reminds me. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this is like a modern-day tabletop role-playing game where the dm is just like yeah screw it rule of cool (laughs) well and it's like the the characters make decisions in that fashion too Mm because that's like if i were a berserker character that's what i would do 
I'd be like, 100%. I go up onto this tower and I'm going to jump off and I'm going to try to hit the dragon. All right, roll. What'd you oh, roll? nat one. <laughs> dragon eats roll you. Nat one. You do no damage and the dragon eats you. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> hope, you, hope that your ranger down there can shoot it into his mouth. Yeah. And then the ranger luckily rolled a nat 20, nat 20. and killed yeah. the dragon. So, boom. That is pretty much rain of fire i think yeah yeah there's really not a whole lot more to it i mean go check it out if you haven't it's a very fun movie very cool uh really it's well put together it's funny too you know like uh the star wars scene they're like post-apocalypse so the kids haven't seen star wars and they're acting it out like it's a shakespearean it was also the movie i remember that solidified for you that whatever character you picked as your favorite was going to die yeah (laughs) that's true because you'd watched um the ghost in the darkness yeah and your favorite character died i can't remember the other one that we watched together your favorite character died and then the third movie was like reign of fire and you were like oh, i love jared butler he does <laughs> yeah but yeah reign of fire reign of fire it's a great movie it's fun uh it's well put together it's almost almost like a legitimately good cinema yeah yeah, you could almost call it a film, but alas, it's a movie. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I still, like, I do highly recommend it. If, oh, you, if you, like, like dragons and post-apocalypse settings, dystopian future, it's pretty perfect for, for all that. And for action, me. action heavy. I think that's a show. That's a show, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with us while we took Fourth of July off to spend time with our families. Yep. And we will see you next week on Sinister Soup. I have been Clay Vermolem. And I have been Travis Vermolem. And we are both still those people. <laughs>